Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Oh, Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time for midweek news and notes with our friend Daryl Slater over at NJ.com. Hey, Daryl, did you get yourself out of the snow yet? Hey, man, yeah. This is our uh, first big snowstorm since moving to the suburbs and uh, in our house here from Hoboken, where we used to live. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it used to be where I dug out the car on the street parking after the snow. Now I dig out the car in my driveway, which thankfully is short. So it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. A sidewalk, driveway, we're all good right now. So, uh, yeah, everything's been good. Days like this, it makes me remember that bit by Mitch Hedberg where he's talking about the difference between owning a house and renting an apartment. And he says the difference is if something breaks in your house, you got to go to Home Depot. If something breaks in your apartment, you don't got to fix a damn thing. So <laughs> that's really what I think <laughs> about so with true. this. If you live in an apartment, that's one of the benefits of it is you don't have to shovel. But unfortunately, if you're a homeowner, you're going to have to shovel some snow on a day like this. And that's something... 
that some of the new coaches that Robert Sala brought in are going to have to deal with because some of them coming in from the West Coast where they wouldn't have to shovel. Mike Rutenberg is the new linebackers coach and Tony Odin and Marcan Manuel come in. Manuel will take over the safeties and Tony Odin will be senior defensive assistant and cornerbacks coach. Odin in particular is interesting because he has a really long history. He's worked for a ton of teams, the Saints, the Jaguars, the Bucks, the Lions, the Dolphins, and then of course, most notably, the 49ers recently. That's where he knows Robert Sala from. So he comes in here, former Eastern Michigan guy as well, so ties to Sala and somebody who has been around the block a long time. Interesting hires for Robert Sala as this coaching staff continues to take shape. Yeah, I think what's you know what's not surprising is that Robert Sala is uh, you know obviously hiring guys with whom he's familiar. I mean that's pretty standard stuff. Guys do that fairly often in the NFL. What I think is interesting in terms of these recent hires is how aggressively he's attacking the secondary in terms of fixing that group. Obviously, it was a big problem for the Jets last year, and talent was going to continue to be an issue until corrected otherwise by the general manager. So, uh, but I think you know Robert Sala sees clearly that that's one area that has been a problem for the Jets and and will continue to be a problem for them unless they get better coaching and better players, most importantly. So um, that's my big takeaway there from the recent uh, head co- or recent assistant coaching hires. And um, looks like the staff is almost complete. So the, the things are kind of winding toward that direction. And with the staff being almost complete, now we get a fuller picture of what a Robert Sala administration is going to look like here with the Jets. And it helps build optimism because a lot of us really like the guys that are on that staff, particularly Jeff Ulbricht, the defensive coordinator. I mentioned Tony Oden, who just got hired. Mike LaFleur is a hot name. And we're not the only ones who feel this way, Daryl, about Robert Sala and the people that he's bringing in here. You spoke to somebody who's a bit of a legend in the New York market for football, and he seems to agree with the sentiment that the Jets are on the right track with Robert Sala as head coach. Yeah, I got a chance to talk to Tiki Barber for a story I'm doing. It's coming out maybe tomorrow. We're talking on Wednesday. I think it's going to come out tomorrow on Thursday here, Super Bowl week, about the 20th anniversary of really a forgotten Giant. or it's the Jets podcast here, but I do some Giants stuff too, but a forgotten Giants team, and that was the 2000 team that lost to the Ravens in, in the Super Bowl in Tampa. Uh, the Super Bowl is back in Tampa. It's been there once since 2000. And the 2000 game, of course, was the first Super Bowl in Tampa period since the Giants won it in 1990. And, you know, obviously the Giants have had a lot of Super Bowl success, four wins, but just the one runner-up finish. I was kind of interested to talk to guys from that team about being on, like, what was almost really like a forgotten Giants team. Other organizations, you make the Super Bowl, you get remembered forever, but that team kind of got overshadowed not only by Coughlin's championships, but also, you know, 9-11 happened immediately. Yeah, or later that year, not immediately. But anyway, so I was gotten, talking to Tiki for that story, and we – I said something about where where you live in these days, and she says, I live in Florham Park. And so we said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I said, you know, right by the Jeff facility. And so then it, he just randomly started talking about Robert Sala. Obviously, Tiki's got a lot of opinions. You know, he gets paid to have opinions on his radio show, and he's really high on Robert Sala. He thinks um, the biggest things are, you know, great communicator, and the guy has a great story. And uh, he really thinks that matters for, for a leader. Um, you know, obviously, we'll see. Um, how the game day decisions pan out, but you know Tiki Barber was really you know, obviously down on Adam Gates as everyone else was, 
um, and thinks that Robert Sala can can be an improvement. Now we'll see with the, with the talent acquisition, but um, you know there's one voice in Tiki or uh, in Robert Sala's corner from Tiki Barber um, with some optimism. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. People are much more optimistic with Robert Sala than they were towards the end of the Todd Bowles era here with the Jets. Which is funny because Todd Bowles is in the Super Bowl this year with a different team. Of course, not as head coach. But he was asked about his time with the Jets down in Tampa and here's what he had to say I had four years when you get four years to make some things happen you don't make excuses as a head coach the buck stops there so this is not all that different than the type of answer that he would have given when he was here Daryl you and I used to joke about this Bulls never gave you guys much to write about but one thing that you can never take away from him and it's certainly very different than what we saw with Adam Gase is that he always took responsibility. He always said the buck stopped with him. He was never somebody that would try to push responsibility on anybody else. And this is why people like him, even though most regard him as a poor head coach in Jets history, because he comes out and says something like this, where he appreciates the opportunity and understands that he didn't do all that well his first time around. I also think that this may help him if he were to get a second opportunity, which could come in the next couple of years if he keeps this up. Yeah, I think he definitely could get another shot. It's not like he's that old. Um, he had a really bad roster, which I think everyone can see now. And 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 even back then, you did not hear any of the griping that Todd Bowles could have been doing about that roster, which was a nightmare because of Mike McCagney. Now, Todd Bowles obviously was not a very good head coach. I don't think that will change his next time around unless he has some kind of superb roster. Um, but, you know, a team firing its coach and replacing the guy is not going to have a superb roster necessarily. So, um, I yeah, I don't think – he's a very good defensive coordinator, and, and he's a really good guy. And I think that that's why you see a lot of people who are Jets fans, you know, obviously were really down on his tenure, uh, but not necessarily down on the man himself. There, you did not see the level of vitriol 
uh, that was levied at Adam Gase. And the higher uh, the, the hires were different too because there was so much criticism of that Gase hire because he was a retread and then it had immediately, you know, previously been fired just like basically right before that. So not the case, obviously, with Bowles, who was first-time head coach, got another shot. He'll get a second shot, I think. He might, right? I think maybe, maybe not, but I could see it. I don't think he'll be a Super Bowl-winning head coach. He certainly has a chance here to be a Super Bowl-winning defensive coordinator. He actually has two rings, one as a player – Mm-hmm. Uh, with Washington in 87, and he was with the Packers personnel department in 96 when they won the Super Bowl. So I, di- I didn't realize he had he had two rings, but none as a coach and going for it here now with his mentor, Bruce Arians. And I think a lot of people who are Jets fans are, you know, as much as you can pull for a Tom Brady-led team if you're a Jets fan, I think a lot of people w- would not mind at least to see Todd Bowles or they'd be happy for him to win the Super Bowl just because of the way he, he handled himself in tough situations as, as the Jets head coach, even though I think you know he left a lot to be desired as head coach. But the one thing to remember, I mean, the Jets haven't made the playoffs since 2010, right? They have one winning season since then, and that was a 10-6 and six season in Bulls' first year. So that, I think people kind of forget that. That gets glossed over. They win that game in Buffalo, obviously they go to the playoffs at 11-5. and five. Um, That didn't happen, and so that's what history remembers. But that team won 10 games, you know? And I think that there was, a, you know, it's hard to, it's easy to forget how much optimism there was coming out of that season. And it, it really was not that long ago, but it feels like forever ago. But here's Bulls back, you know, in the big game for the first time, I guess, since 96. So uh, let's see what he, what he can do. Things didn't work out for Todd Bowles here in New York, but will things work out for the aforementioned Patrick Mahomes, who you just said, and his new teammate, Le'Veon Bell, former Jet, he's another guy that, much like Todd Bowles, is still very highly thought of by Jets fans, despite the fact that he didn't live up to expectations. I think everybody understands that part of the reason is because of the situation and the circumstance. Adam Gase never wanted him, decided that he would rather be proven right than try to use Le'Veon Bell properly. And even if Le'Veon Bell wasn't the player that he was in Pittsburgh, we never got to see him used to his full capacity with Gase. But he always kept his head up. He always was positive. He was always a teammate that people spoke highly of. He always said the right thing to the media. He was the opposite of everything that people tried to say he was when he was in Pittsburgh. Turns out that Jamal Adams was the bad guy and Le'Veon Bell was the good guy. I think my joke was, who would have seen this? A double turn. Jamal Adams goes heel and Le'Veon Bell goes babyface. But he continues to endear himself to Jets fans. Down in Tampa this week for the Super Bowl, talking about the Jets, he said, they play hard. I feel like they have a lot of good players over there. I'm still close with a lot of those guys. Again, just like Todd Bowles, understands it didn't work out, but harbors no ill will and still finds a way to be positive about the experience. This is why Le'Veon Bell is still popular with Jets fans, despite the fact that he didn't perform like the superstar that people were expecting him to be. I I think I would say, of course, he's happy. He got $27 million (laughs) he didn't deserve from the Jets. Uh, So there's that. Like, I'm not saying he's a a bad guy by any means. Um, And, uh, you know, not saying Jamal Adams is either, you know, even though he didn't really handle things the right way. But look, I mean, Le'Veon Bell forced his way out. He did not necessarily handle things the quote-unquote right way. It's easy for Jets fans to, 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 to not say that because they hated Adam Gase. They hated the guy who he turned on, but he turned on the, he turned on his coach. I mean, 
And I think, yes, of course, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world when you consider the situation and how he was being used and how, um, you know, how problematic some of the Gase's approaches in general were and how much he turned off So I, uh, star players. So, yes, I get it. There's both sides to it, you know. Um, but, yeah, obviously he wasn't going to be turning down $27 million even though he, even if he knew in his heart of hearts he wasn't the player he once was. So you're, you can't necessarily blame him for, for taking a, a dumb contract that Mike McCagnan gave him, um, but he didn't live up to expectations in terms of the player in the field. So I guess, yes, part of it's the usage thing. Um, I think it's easy for Jets fans to gloss over how he handled the totality of his departure um, because of how much they dislike uh, the coach, and of course, you know he's he's a, he's an upbeat guy. He's he made twenty seven million bucks, and he's in the Super Bowl. So of course, it's easy for him to be you know sunny about his time with the Jets and say the right things. And I'm sure he is close with guys. I, I don't doubt that. Um, and 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 certainly, yeah, he he's not really a big part of this Chiefs team. It looks like he's not. You know, it looks like another case of the Jets getting a guy at the end of his career thinking he would be still something that he wound up not being. And I think the one exception to that recently would be like Brandon Marshall what had a great year with the Jets in 2015, was able to have a good late, really good late season, uh, late, late career season. But in a lot of cases, you can think of, I'm sure many of those cases where the Jets go after a guy like that and uh, it doesn't work out. So it didn't work out. Um, I obviously he handled it better than Jamal Adams did, but, I think, you know, in an ideal world, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say, right? But it's hard to say, like, hey, why didn't you bite the bullet and just let it, you know, keep going and finish the season? And um, because of how how bad things were with Gase, obviously, with, in terms of his relationship with players. So I don't know if I can fully fault him. I think there's a lot of gray area there with the Le'Veon Bell situation. But uh, it would be interesting to see if he – you know, if he gets a ring here, because he doesn't have one. Remember, he wasn't, I don't think, was not on that Steeler team that won it. Yeah, he was not on that team. And in fairness to Le'Veon Bell, if you remember the exact situation that was surrounding him at the time, he had rushed back from injury and was not used at all. And this was just slap in the face after slap in the face after slap in the face by Gase. He took it and took it and took it and took it and took it. And then finally he had enough. So I don't think anybody faults him for that. And I guess while you could say that he could have just kept swallowing it and walk forward and ignore it, I think at a certain point, any human being has had enough. And so I don't think any Jets fan really is sour about the way that he left because we understand that just about anybody would have done the same thing under the same circumstances. But with Le'Veon Bell gone, it did make things more interesting for Sam Darnold because now really the main back became Frank Gore and Frank Gore only. And so you wonder how much did that affect Sam Darnold's performance in 2020? I'm sure there are a lot of other teams wondering that as well. And that's probably why Adam Schefter of ESPN said on the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast that he believes there's a good chance the Jets could get a late first round pick for Sam Darnold. Now, we were thinking all the way along that maybe they get a second rounder, maybe they get a second rounder plus, but Schefter believes based on what he's heard and also based on what happened with Matthew Stafford and what some of the buzz is around these other quarterbacks that Darnold could go for a late first rounder. Some teams that could be in the mix, the Colts, Washington, 
the Steelers, and the Saints. The Saints make some sense because they don't have anything settled there at quarterback, and they pick 28th. So that sort of tracks with what you think the Jets might be able to get on the high end for Darnold. You would figure with those other teams, particularly Washington and Indianapolis, that the Jets might have to throw something into the deal to make it work. But this is fascinating, Daryl, because if the Jets could get another first-round pick for Sam Darnold, that would give them all kinds of ammo for a potential Watson trade. But if not Watson, a ton of ammo to rebuild this roster and set them on a completely different path. You have three first-round picks, a second-rounder, two-thirds, a fourth, and two-fifths. That's a lot of assets to try and get this thing right around Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. You know, the funny thing is the fact that the Jets, really Mike McCagnan, and to to a degree Joe Douglas did such a poor job of building around um, Sam Darnold really benefits them now because it adds to the uncertainty about who this guy is as a quarterback at this stage of his career. Still early in his career, so youth is was, was always going to be a plus for him. But people can look at this now and say, well, you know, not only is he young and not only does he not have a lot of years under his belt, but gee, like he didn't – all those years in, with the Jets, he hasn't had a lot around him, whether it was the Bell situation you mentioned or injuries to his receivers last year. So – and or just crappy players around him, especially on the line. So <laughs> the fact that they did such a terrible job adds to the intrigue and pretend, potentially boosts his value in terms of what they could get for him, obviously, because he's still somewhat of a curiosity. And I think you see that um, in terms of what Schefter said. Uh, yeah, like, like I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think a lot of people feel the same way, but – and all it takes is one or two teams to up the price for this guy. And you mentioned a couple right there um, who could be intrigued and think, I can fix this guy. We have the roster around him. We have the coaching to do it, whether it's, you know, the Saints, Sean Payton, whatever, and then they're really good defense to support him, uh, that maybe we can maybe we can fix Sam Darnold. So, yeah, the other, the other side of that is, again, because the Jets did such a crappy job of building around this guy and because there is so much – there's still at least some curiosity that also opens the door for something we've talked about quite a bit on here and I've written about and everyone's written about is maybe they keep him. Maybe they keep him because there's still an unknown because they don't know where the jury's still a little bit out on this guy. So that's a possibility too. So maybe, maybe their previous crappy decisions and the uncertainty surrounding and results in them keeping this guy, which I think would be a mistake. I think you're doubling down on a mistake. Um, just start over. But as we've said a million times, no decision is easy here for Joe Douglas at quarterback this offseason because of the fact that they screwed up and won too many games down the stretch. So that's where the Jets are at. Incompetence from Mike McCagnin, as you said, other general managers in the past contributed to this, including John Idzik and certainly Mike Tannenbaum. Yeah. And Mike Tannenbaum was on with Jake Asman yesterday, and what he had to say was that he would give up pretty much anything to get to Sean Watson if it took four first round picks. And Quinn and Williams, he would do it. He said, you can find a Quinn and Williams. This, of course, from the man who drafted Vernon Golston, number six overall in the <laughs> NFL draft. Daryl, I understand the sentiment, and we've talked about how it would be a unique opportunity to get to Sean Watson, but you got to draw a line somewhere. And a big part of the reason why Mike Tannenbaum is no longer a general manager in the NFL is because he never knew where to draw the line. 
Yeah, and look, I mean, his his final Jets draft starting in 08 after the Revis, the David Harris draft in 07 left a lot to be desired as well. So he didn't do much with the picks that he did that he did happen to retain. Um, obviously, was was pretty freewheeling about trading picks away. Generally, not the right approach to rebuild a team unless you have like a sure thing star quarterback, which the Jets haven't had in a really long time. So, um, yeah, like I. Look, I think the, the one interesting po- side point to this is if you're Deshaun Watson, do you want to g- even go to a team that's coming and saying, we're going to trade everything for you? It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You just went 2-14 and 14 last year. You're going to trade everything for me. So now you have me like <laughs> and a bunch of jobbers, you know? So I think that, that that's, that's kind of, you know, I'm laughing about it. And we're kind of chuckling. But, like, if you look at it from a strictly illogical standpoint, if you look at it from strictly a logical standpoint, not – uh, not an illogical standpoint. Uh, yeah, like why would Watson want to come to a team that's willing to give up everything for him? I don't, you know, I I don't think the Jets are trading Quinn Williams. Okay, so like you just that's like a fantasy world scenario. Um, and you know, hey, Mike is in the media now. He understands as a pundit, you got to say some things to move the needle a little bit. And I'm sure maybe he believes that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> That's crazy. So I don't I don't see Joe Douglas doing that. I agree. I hope Joe Douglas wouldn't make a move like that. If you're going to trade Quinn and Williams in the deal, you cannot also give up four first-round picks, especially when one of them is the number two overall pick. That would be absolutely ridiculous. But we'll see how this continues to unfold because this is a story that is not going to go away until the Texans either make it completely clear that nothing's happening or Deshaun Watson gets traded. So it's something that we'll keep monitoring over the next couple of weeks and months. Daryl Slater of NJ.com covering the New York Jets. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. For those that want to follow you on social media and read your work, how can they follow you and what do you got coming up over at NJ.com? Yeah, the usual stuff. Daryl Slater and at Daryl Slater on Twitter, D-A-R-R-Y-L-S-L-A-T-E-R. Um, and, uh, yeah, so like I mentioned, I think that story's running tomorrow. If, you know, for anyone who's a football fan around here, I know it's a Jets podcast, but big story, um, 20 years since the Giants uh, Super Bowl run. There's some, like, really funny just football locker room stories in there, too. Not just not, not anything you do with the Giants, just guys like 20 years later, you're talking about guys in their early to mid-40s now, reminiscing almost like about their college days, right, and talking about some of the crazy pranks they pulled. And, uh, the, so it's not necessarily Giants-specific in that regard, but there's some fun, goofy stuff in there. And then uh, we're about to hop on here in a couple minutes and talk to, uh, on a, of course, Zoom thing uh, with uh, Boomer Esiason, Phil Sims, and the CBS guys, uh, which is typical, you know, Super Bowl media day type thing. Super Bowl media Zoom from my from my bed, basically, <laughs> uh, where I'm sure these guys will be asked about Watson and the Jets and Darnold. So um, we'll have something here later today you know, and uh, maybe tomorrow. By the time this is up, maybe it will have been yesterday that that post was published. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everyone's talking about Watson. Jets are right in the mix, and it'll be fascinating to see what they do. Indeed it will. Make sure that you follow Daryl on Twitter, at Daryl Slater, and read his work over at NJ.com. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.